G'day guys, little recap podcast with Shane, Jono and I. We're going to look back uh, at the Magic Millions June sale that Shane and I attended and also go through the tried horses we've just gotten ourselves involved in. Um, boys, welcome. We're going to start with uh, recapping sort of our yielding process that Shane and I have gone through for the six months of this year as we've got ourselves off the ground as a bloodstock business. Um, the, the process, Shane, has pretty much uh, stuck to the same system i guess from the get-go we've essentially got ourselves um a list or two from um reputable sources done a bit of digging ourselves to land on um horses that we think represent uh value and minimize risk uh we focused as a starting point heavily on on fillies uh we have then gone and inspected the the lists that we've come up with also sort of looked at anything that uh, a bit the better farms more consistent farms uh, had uh, then we'd end up with a with a much shorter list and then we'd run them through our vet chain yes um you know the list come from pedigree analysts that work for farms bloodstock agents um you know other people that work on for farms as well so it's not as if we've walked into these blinds um we stick to what we know and um you know, like you say, and inspecting them and watching them, uh, watching them parade, so to speak, is same thing that um, you know that we do on a race day. So, um, yeah, I think the process is pretty good. At the end of it, um, all all we're trying to do is minimise risk and give ourselves the best chance of winning. Um, and I think the the harshest we are on that is the vet. Um, we haven't purchased or brought into a horse that wasn't um, clean x-ray and clean scope not sort of prepared to take any risk and you know look for imperfect look through those imperfections um, um, you know on the anatomy you know we're trying to get clean race horses that only their ability will stop them from winning a group one yeah and then with, with that list that we sort of would end up with say a day or two before a yearling sale from the work we've done at the sales we then pump that list to Jono, Lindsay, and the guys at the mailbag to, to run through the progeny and sort of find out. You look through a catalogue and it'll say, oh, this thing was a winner or this thing didn't win. But sometimes the things that didn't win, you know, only raced in Victoria and ran sort of negative sixes or something. And the things that won has won at like Mackay and run at like a plus 17 figure to win. So we were more focused on or heavily focused on the actual benchmark figure on the punting form data that the horses have run from the mum or the mum has run uh, more so than its actual like win loss record. Jono. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think like the, well, the first one we bought was the, the Morris cult um, out of all too hard mere miss billionaire. Um, now, obviously Morris is flying um, had both, Mazu, who's who's looking like a strong Everest contender, um, sprinter type, obviously, and then it's also on the on the flip side had Hitotsu, who um, you know is more a Derby type, and obviously um, was was Cox Plate favourite, I think, or close to um, before um, an injury there. Um, so obviously, really exciting to get progeny of that um, good stallion, eighty two and a half thousand dollar stallion fee for Morris, um, and you can't even get him. So full book. Um, and so, yeah, I think we'll snap one up here. Yeah. The, and, and the Morrises, the good ones aren't going extremely early, which is like probably unlikely for us given we've bought the, the yearling in June. 
and I think he needs to grow just a little bit, but he'll get every possible to sunbake up there in Toowoomba next to Shane's house. But um, he was sort of top 10 pedigree for us at this sale. Uh, really nice walker, good walk, balanced, nice type, big nostrils, got, had the right shape. And, and as Shane just touched on, he was low risk and scope clean. So um, for 30,000, full of hammer, uh, we've done a good job here. I'm really excited for this horse. He heads to... Um, Cape Wells up in Toowoomba, and then we'll be trained by Annabelle Nisham. Shane, indeed. Um, this uh, the, the dam Miss Billionaire is a half sister to Green Birdie. Uh, she was unraced. This is her first foal. Green Birdie, three million dollar prize money earner on the track. Um, he was, uh, you know, the Group One winner. Um, went at two. When I went to Hong Kong and continued winning on. So, um, yeah, it's plenty to like about this horse's pedigree. Um, um, Annabelle messaged me um, after we purchased it the next day and said, you've done well here. You're only paying 30 for that horse. What's wrong with it? Um, well, the answer is nothing. You know, he's a little bit, he's a little bit behind the others um, maturity-wise. So, um you know, we, we paid about a third of, or a quarter of what it would have cost him to get there uh, with service fee and, and preparation and stuff like that. So more than happy to just um, to, to spend the extra, um, you know, a few months, you know, three months to, um, to let him grow out and go from there. So really happy. Yeah. So short-term plan with him um, is he heads to Toowoomba to, to Sunbake and grow and furnish. And then Annabelle will sort of figure out with Shane when we ha- put him uh, into her system um yeah have a look at the page make your own decision i think we have about 15 percent left in the cult the next horse john um the autumn sun philly um also heading to annabelle nisham um really nice page full of like japanese bloodlines that are really um you know really prominent japanese bloodlines um the here we go again it's the king kamahamaha uh, it's, it's out of a half sister to King Kamahamaha, um, who was the champion three-year-old colt in Japan in 2004, um, and is also the sire of uh, Lord Kanaloa, who in turn is the sire of like Tagaloa in Australia. So um, really good, um, really good lines in Japan. Um, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, Shane. Did it run second, King Kamahamaha, to Deep Impact in a big race over there? Is that or? Yeah, that was it. Um, the, yeah, a really strong staying Japanese bloodline through the dam side. Um, the page is just littered with, you know, um, you know, household names of Japanese racing. That, you know, we know that the impact that the breeding, that Japanese breeding has had and having in Australia at the moment. Um, and, uh, and we know that they are superior stayers uh, globally. So... Um, you know, this, this filly gets um, gets all that good Japanese staying blood in her. He also uh, gets and- the grouse Australian blood, Shane, with the, the son of Redoots, the JM, John Masara, JM to Shane and I, so when they become mates, brought two horses off him. Um, he's going to come on a show later on this year, he reckons. Uh, JM and Allison, um, big rap for the Autumn Sun. The, like, they only stand the good ones. They've got a record of like winning when they stand sons of Redoots. Um, he was the nicest type, nicest walking horse I've ever seen. And I'm really happy to have one of them 
uh, on in our stable. There's proper legitimate residual value in this horse already. The mum is uh, three, four runners, three winners. Safe passage almost went to the Oaks this year. Um, I, I hope that's where we head in time. Uh, but yeah, 1600 plus will probably be our hitting zone with this filly. We're going to send her to Kate Wells as well up there in Toowoomba where Shane can just look over the back fence and keep an eye on her. Um, she fits our mould uh, to the T, really, really strong page with residual value as we take her from the sale yard. Um, scope one, low risk, and we're going to take our time with her and we're going to hope to see her sort of race at the back end of a two-year-old season, early three-year-old. Yeah, so for those that are uh, unfamiliar, Jake Catewell does all the breaking and pre-training for um, uh, Tony Gollan. So we know that the success that stable has um, and it's just a factory of winners. Um, so a lot of winners come out of Jake's. Um, uh, there's just a, it's a, just a well-known fact that you'd be, you as a human and imagine being a horse that would enjoy holidaying and spelling in Queensland in June and July rather than Scone where it's minus three. Yeah. Um, or Melbourne so where it's minus one. So that's the plan there. Um, this filly to me or for me was, um, again, you know, you're buying a yearling in June. You expect it not to be as mature as the ones that go earlier. Um, so she's got some a little bit of maturing to do, but at the price that we paid, it's well worth the risk. Um well worth the time, sorry, to uh, to put it, to invest into her. She's by the Autumn Sun. Now, the thing I liked about this horse particularly um, and everyone that I spoke to um, about this filly is she has definitely thrown to the dam side. She's more like a, a lighter um, Japanese sort of staying type rather than a big, heavy, strong Australian type, you know, stay that's you know set for the Jericho or the you know or the warnable jumps um which is you know it's a changing of the it's not it's changing of the guard but it's like that's what we're used to looking at in Australia when you're looking at big strong stayers you know because they're slow and full As credit to JM Shane that's what JM's probably trying to do behind the scenes you know it's just bringing well, a bit of this Japanese blood to um absolutely. adjust and strengthen the the staying um bloodlines in this country why wouldn't you when you're running for you know, eight million dollars for staying races. Um, in that's this certainly country, so. that's certainly the the angle for me here is that to be competitive in in a like two and three year old season over twelve hundred meters is, I'd say, ten times as tough as competing eighteen sixteen hundred meters plus races. So eight hundred meters plus, they're the same prize money, they're the same black type, but there's just a lot less uh, competition. So yeah. if we can get her to that to that level. Very, very hard to miss. Absolutely. Um, well worth checking her out. Um, for those particularly interested in, um, you know, taking a bit of time and, and investing into a filly that's got a strong page, it's going to be, you know, going to have great residual value uh, when she becomes a winner on the track. Um, we know that there was a half here that was a maidener um, called Jetfoil, who has, you know, taken its time to sort of furnish into a three-year-old now, and he was a doomed winner um, on the during the week while we are there. So, you know, another Metropolitan winner on, on the page. This horse goes and does, even even goes and wins a Metro Wednesday, um, you know, we've got residual. So, big time. So, um, 
yeah, for those that are interested in, you know, understanding a little bit about pedigrees and things like that and, and want to invest in a filly and not just a racehorse, um, this is certainly one for you. The next horse, Jono's lot, 1737, a chestnut filly, our Spieth out of Miss Barwick. Yep. Um, so obviously out of um, first season size, Spieth, who's going really well. Um, it's had 20 runners for five winners and at 25%. So obviously quite a small sample size there, but, um, you know, showing showing good signs. Um, there was one there at Morfittville on Saturday uh, that made it two from two really impressively. I think it's one by two lengths or more on each occasion. So, um, yeah, the progeny is looking um, really promising. We've got two of them ourselves um, that look promising themselves. So at Katango and Wolf Point. Um and yeah, it's out of a do, 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 out of a zoo star mare called Miss Barwick. Um, so that in turn uh, means it's related to Gold Trail, um, who was a Group One winner um, in the the railway in New Zealand over twelve hundred. So nice sprinting um, bloodlines there as well. Most importantly, she walks really, really well, and she's a really nice type, which most of the space seem to be really nice types. I think Kiramar and Dave Oost has paid maybe three hundred and fifty thousand for a Zustar uh, for a Spieth in at the um, Magics in January, um, and we team up with them here. We don't pay three hundred and fifty; we pay twenty. Um, Will Bourne, the bloodstock manager for Kiramar and Dave Oost, has purchased this horse with us. Um, yeah, he's obviously doesn't need a lot of dutching here. The man bought like Cool and Gatta, um, picked out Hitotsu. He, he knows what he's doing. And I think we're in pretty good hands. He'll head, this filly will head to Core Boys at Wangaratta and get into their system, which we've already got three or four of ours in at the moment. Um, so I'll be handling your sort of um, extra updates, video updates for this filly. Um, she's extremely cheap. And I don't think there's very much left at all yet at this stage, Jono. But if you are interested, um, I'll be quick here. Yeah, there's about yeah, this... 20% left. Okay. Um, we haven't discussed this as a group, but... Um... I'm telling you, uh, for this price, she has to win a maiden and you're out of her. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, you know, she's bobs and cuter. So this horse can, um, if we're fortunate enough for her to be good enough to go early, which out of all of them that we've talked about in the morning, this is the one I'd be betting that will. Um, these speeds just are runners that get up and going early runners. Um, there's no question about that. Um, yeah, I'd be really keen to. Um, I'd be betting that she will definitely go up too. So I think she she gets a great opportunity to to earn her purchase price back really early. Um, so for someone that was more looking for an up and going racehorse right now that can get to the races out of these three, this is the one that um, I think will get there first. And if, um, she, and if she is going well enough, and uh, there there is a race for her, Shane's obviously very keen to push to uh, float her to the Sunshine State. By the sound of your voice, um, Phillies race for like seventy thousand to the winner uh, on a Saturday, two and three uh, in Queensland because of the cutest. So that's definitely not out of the equation. We have seen Kieran's team. Um, you know, obviously they're Melbourne and Sydney, so you, you often see them drop one up up here. Uh, it's also Bob's eligible um, that will be paid up, and um, so that makes her eligible to race for twenty one thousand to the winner at Coonabarra brand or Lightning Ridge. Is Lightning Ridge in New South Wales? Dubbo, Broken Hill. Um, 
all races in New South Wales have had a massive prize money injection. Um, and you get the bobs on top of that. This is like for, for the price that they pay, it's just a no-brainer. If you want to, if you want a filly that can go to the races and race against their own sex and quickly, this is the one you want to be. That that's a wrap on our on our yearling process we've done for the last six months. That's the last yearlings. That is the last yearlings we will purchase this season. Uh, if you're interested in any of those three, uh, contact Jono at themailbag.com.au. That's J-O-N-O. Uh, boys, let's talk about our process, which is different for our tried horse purchases, John. Yeah, so obviously um, somewhere that we look very often is English Digital, um, and that's where we've had a bit of a, a bit of success buying um, in our sort of short careers so far as syndicators. Um, they have sales twice monthly, um, and if you have take, ever taken a look, there's obviously a very high quality of, of horse going through those online sales now. Um, it's definitely grown in the, in the last um, sort of year or so. We're running through the entire list on the English digital sale and a magic sale. Uh, we're categorizing them into factors like we're punting. So we're, we're, we're putting them into like, has the horse won a maiden, um, the sort of sexuals it's run, giving that horse a rating. And then going from there with, with like repricing it and then getting it vetted. Um, we've, we've looked at and tried to get involved in a stack of other horses. Um, it's just been all about price for us with these tried horses. And Field of Roses was the um, first horse that we've decided to, to, to buy at the price. We would have gone to sort of 25, paid 16. Um, she heads to Gavin, he heads to Gavin Bedgegood stable. Now the owner updates from him have been first class so far. And there's a sale on the lot today, lunchtime that we look to go again in currently got three horses today that we'll be looking at buying only three, whereas last sale might've been 14 or 17 horses. Um, why do we buy field of roses? I guess is the next thing to talk about Shane. It's the same process as all the other horses. You you line up the punting form data. Um, you find you try and work from the punting form data of what level that horse will be suited at, where it could be placed. Um, I always look at who trained the horse, and then where I think you could send it to to uh, hopefully improve it, but at least maintain its level. Um, and then work out a price based on how much prize money I think it can win um, with that jurisdiction. Now, Field of Roses is um, one that uh, I did its form for Queensland because we purchased it thinking that um, Gav can do a job with it um, and race it up to its benchmark level down there. And then we can, you know, if he meets his level in Victoria, we can send him to New South Wales, drop down in grade, knock a race off at Tamworth, with Cody if we have to, or he can continue to come north and he can come to Toowoomba and, and I'll win one with him up here or um, so I'm getting my license. No. Um, we, we can win a race at Toowoomba, Brisbane, or, you know, if we have to, obviously we've raced um, the superstar Avocado Sunset, which has won six races with Jared Wheelart, Rockhampton. So we've got a great network of, of trainers uh, and places that we can place these horses. So, like no brainer for the price, this horse. He only has to go and win a dirty benchmark 58 at Cranbourne on his home track with Gavin and, and we're out of him. And then it's just a matter of placing him to, you know, to cash in. So which is which the- is important to clarify. So that that's certainly uh, our 
plan A with every tried horse we're going to purchase. If they're good enough, we're going to send them to Victoria where I'll, I'll help place them and watch them. But as they sort of um, lower their level, we move them north and, and we have Shane to place them and guide them the further north they go. So we have like sort of plan A, B and C with these tried horses. If you look at Field of Roses just as a horse, like second up last prep, it, it beat Zach DeBoss by half a length who came out and pissed in at Flemington three weeks ago. So the form around this horse is relevant to today. It's Saturday form. And uh, we're really, really excited to see what this horse can do on the track. I, I can't believe we paid 16 for it, to be honest. I think it's a sort of 30, 35 grand horse. So uh, really excited to see. And again, with the process, it's just the, the sort of final nail in the coffin for these horses is our vet. So um, that, that, that's how we're going about tried horses and the yearlings. The next horse, John, is Boss Queen, who we race with Kiramar Dave Ustis. Uh, Dave Ustis stays in. He's got some of his friends in this horse. And Jack Turnbull, the foreman at Ballarat, also buys into this horse. She's currently two weeks away from finishing her pre-training at Pakenham. There she'll head to Ballarat and be put through her gears. And um, what are those sort of cliches he used yesterday? Turn the Tighten screw. the screws. Turn the screws. Yeah, they're going to turn the screws on and we'll find out what we've got. She's one from two, very, very lightly raced three-year-old street boss filly with an enormous upside. Her sectionals on debut were that of a special horse. They're not very common. They can do those sectionals and let you down long-term, but it's, they can also do those sectionals and turn out to be very, very good. If you ignore the second run, which wasn't that bad, there's form in that race big time, and just focus on the first race. She's worth 150, 200K to me. Um, and with the judges who have the, interest, the, the insights and the self-interest who are staying in this filly, I think she's an absolute free bet here. Yeah, and if you, I mean, if you don't have um, time to wait for a yearling, the yearlings we talked about earlier, this is perfect um, buy for you because, you know, you you know she can win races. Um, she's she's done that already. Um, she's well bred. Um, she's a three year old filly, um, about to be four, um, and yeah, should just go to the races and run really well. So um, she's a beast. She has the big, like biggest arsenal you've ever seen. She looks like she lives on a water walker because sometimes if anyone watches horses over the fence like I do did a lot, you'll see these horses with these massive tank asses and you think, like, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger. But it just means they're probably not 100% right and they're always on the on the treadmill and on the water walker just sort of doing weights. She's not. She's just been in a paddock and she's got a huge rump. So I'm very, very, very excited about this horse. I can't wait to see her at the races. I think we're probably two, two and a half months away from seeing her at the races and probably a month and a half from the trials. So... I think we have about 20% left in this filly. Um, I can't tip her strong enough. I, I can't wait to see her at the races. The next horse, guys, unfortunately, was supposed to race tomorrow, but a little setback might see us at the races in a week or two is with David and Emily Brown. Uh, his name, three-year-old staying prospect by shocking showman, Jono. Kiwi, Kiwi horse, yeah. take over, my brother. Yeah, indeed. So um, bought by David and Emily, um, from New Zealand out of the trials in New Zealand. Um, so trialed really well, clear stain type, like running on really well in all its trials. Um, and obviously they're, you know, thousand meter trials and that sort of thing. So you're really not going to see um, the bit. The you, need, you need your handheld. It's like going to a That's festival right. in like Europe in your, in your early twenties. You want someone with experience to sort of show you where to go and what to avoid and what to do. And Dave and Emily Brown are going to hold our hands with our Kiwi imports. 
yeah, for sure. Like the most recent trial in New Zealand, it ran third. It sort of, you know, got a bit wobbly up the straight, chasing a tearaway leader and just, you know, really got into its work late. Um, the winner of that trial that it was running down won a couple of weeks ago in New Zealand doing the exact same thing. So, you know, it's, it's proper race form. Um, and then it came over to Australia um, and ran fourth in a Cranbourne trial doing basically the same thing, getting into its work late. Geordie Child, Shane, he was really happy with the trials. And Shane, you can speak to this, but the, the big thing I love about uh, Gavin and David is that they sit on the horses themselves. And then, you know, that afternoon, you'll get an update from them direct after sitting on top of your horse. He is very, very um, excited about this horse. Would you agree? Certainly is. I've gone in this horse myself. Um, now, we paid um, like money for this horse to to win it Saturday grade. Um, that's the sort of horse that I think he is. That's why I've gone in it. Um, the trials, um, you know, like people that bet aren't going to get excited about that trial looking at it from a betting proposition. To me, like it's the most exciting horse that we've got by far. Um, that trial to my eye was, um, was better than... Um, you know, any run that any tried horse that we've purchased has gone has got, but you know, he's five times the price, right? So um yeah, I think he's gonna be a great stayer. He's he's got a stout pedigree. He looks like a complete beast. Um uh Dave, who sits on him, sort of said, like I ask him, and there's always more to give when I ask him to give. He, the horse has always got more. And he, he comes back, blow. he doesn't blow a candle out. Like, look, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm holding up the Melbourne Cup, Jack, at some point. <laughs> Not that the showman wins it. I'm there on the day in the in the espresso. <laughs> What's that long black race? You know, the 2,800-metre race on Melbourne Cup day? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He's a stayer. He's a, he's a, he's a like, he's, he's a stayer. But what we saw from the trial is what turns me on is that he dashed in that trial. Like, like a stayer that's got dash and and like the trainer sort of stamina. The trainers know a little bit about the um, progeny of shocking as well with their stable star elephant, um, who you would have seen their colours running around, who's, who's done really well. Um, yeah, r- running for us in the All Star Mile before an unfortunate um, little setback. So, righto, boys. I think that's us. We have um, currently, if you want to get involved, we have a couple of shares left in our Maurice Miss Billionaire Colt. Uh, we're yet to offer our autumn son, Traviesa Philly, which you can get in touch with to, to sort of maybe reserve a share if you let him, John. I don't know how you're going to handle that, but you do you. We've got a couple of shares left in our Spieth, Miss Barwick, Philly, and shares available in Boss Queen, who's a tried horse who will be at the races uh, hopefully within sort of two or three months. Uh, boys, thank you. And uh, let's pray that Showman's winning in a week or two. <laughs>